it's got a hydrophone in the water picking up the rain and the sound of the water moving um, seems like kind of glass-ish and then it's got the geophone in the gravel right by the water picking up the low end of the waves coming in and then it's got a airborne microphone on the rock just picking up the sound through the air here and then it's got um, a contact mic right near the edge of the water kind of underneath a rock picking up also the vibration of the water coming in yeah. so we're here on the hudson river by the ingles boat launch and we're here with artist and musician lisa schonberg doing a workshop on field recording and picking up the sounds I'm picking up the sound of the Hudson through the water and then the gravel through four different kinds of microphones. So we're picking up like the more obvious sound and the cryptic hidden sounds at once at the same time. Yeah. All right. We're going to witness as Ali Wist has a first listen on the composition coming through all the microphones. So I'm listening to all of the microphones at once? Yeah. Okay. Oh my goodness! Wow. Like there's things I, I recognize as water, and then there's, the rain is so much more intense than like we sense it. And there's all these bassy sounds, which, it could be the waves coming in on the geophone, but it also could be. Well, I guess you'd be able to tell if it's the waves or if it's our footsteps, because the footsteps you might hear that. Yeah. The weight of us stepping you can hear it so intensely and it's just like i feel like i can hear all the rocks yeah Ah. the water is like playing the rocks yeah oh it's really calming i could listen to this for a long time and then when you look at it you're like oh it's a bunch of trashy concrete and bricks but then when you listen to it it's really nice So you were explaining how the microphones color, like the the medium that that the that the sound is going through colors the sound. So if it's on a rock, our voices and our footsteps are are colored by that material, same as the water or wood surfaces. Yeah. So like, especially with the contact microphones, so the hydrophone geophone basically and the contact microphone um, are picking up sound vibratory sound through surfaces so the hydrophone being the water so picking up the sound as it is filtered by as and it is affected by that space and even the airborne mic is picking up the sound through a filter the filter is the space that we're in so it's like the acoustics of the space that's near, near these really big trees and next to the water in this rainy environment so there's clouds it's all affecting the sound um, and then the contact mic's picking it up in that sort of environment of these like little crevices of the rock. So through those, that space in those surfaces. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the sound reaches whatever it's going to, the microphone or our ears, through things, whether those are air 
or or substrate. And you can tell people it's like soothing nature sounds and then be like, psych, it's a trashy riverfront on the Hudson. <laughs> but it's really, both. what's the difference? It's both. It's both. That's also oh, nature that's sounds. So, so, so. So would it be less interesting if we had been doing this workshop on a not rainy day, on a sunny day? Yeah, it's really fascinating with the rain and hearing it fall on the water. Yeah. So Ali, you mentioned that the sounds are misguiding the listener from what the, the truth of the uh, trash-filled uh, shore of the Hudson, but maybe it's the opposite. Maybe the sound is helping you to see the truth, the, of, the truth of, of what this is and what it was and what it might become again. Do you feel like the listening through those headphones has changed your perspective of where we're standing? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, at this point, why is this beachfront covered in bricks in Troy not nature? And we're going to have more and more of these, I feel like, ruins that are also nature in their own way. So, yeah, it's kind of, at first it's surprising that it's such a soothing nature sound. And then it's like, well, of course it is. And, yeah, if you think of the history of a riverfront like this and also the possible long future like Lisa's interested in, um, the difference between, like, river pebbles and bricks over a long enough span of time doesn't matter. And maybe this is, yeah, maybe this sounds actually just evincing that, like, hmm, this is nature too. (laughs) And you're like, without the visual to color it or stereotype you like towards a negative opinion. Yeah, it's interesting. It did change my opinion of it, I think. (laughs) Yeah. You sliding around on the gravel is like, whoa. I feel like I'm at a, I, It's actually like crackling. It can't even handle the intensity of you just like walking on the gravel. <laughs> you hear that? Yes. Yeah, I feel like I'm at a sound check for like a house music <laughs> concert. Berlin. <laughs> so uh, as we're cleaning up, like what? What do you want listener what do you want listeners to take away from experiencing um, the world in this way? I'd say what I want people to take away from this is like um, that there's so much going around going on around us sonically um, that we can't hear. And like there's I feel like the first step is listening to what you can hear at your ears and like taking the time to do that and having the time that privilege to do it. But then the next thing is like there's so much if you dig further that you can't hear. And by like trying to listen to that part that we can't hear with the technology that we're lucky to have here, then you can maybe consider how non-humans might experience the world, like such as the non-humans living in this water or the non-humans living in this rubbly anthropogenic environment here. I felt like Earth when we heard the geophone sound. Mm-hmm. I felt like, oh, this is how Earth is listening. Mm-hmm. So it definitely did that to me, what you described. Oh, well, I was telling Sina earlier that, like, it, that idea of, that it sounds like nature sounds, and that I kind of like that without the visual cue of, like, human 
objects and human waste, like, why doesn't this qualify as a naturescape or a landscape? Um, but yeah, it's interesting to me. I, I don't know. It always changes my perspective on a space when I hear mm -hmm. your microphones, like, pretty dramatically, even though I've experienced it before. It's kind of amazing how it's still every time you're like, holy heck, that's that's what this place feels and sounds like, that depth of it. Yeah. And the project that this is part of um, speaks to old growth, and it's coming from the West Coast where old growth is has a really um, well-recognized image for people, meaning like forests full of really old trees that's been around for 500 years, 1,000 years. But for this project and thinking of old growth with regard to any place, no matter the amount of human presence or absence, and but thinking forward with the old growth. So like what would this place here, looking forward, what will the old growth be? What will this be as old growth in the 200 years from now, 300 years from now? And considering that, like Ali's saying, as not just um, a non-human thing, but the humans being part of it, and all of us are nature together in this place, and it's in the middle of the city, you know, and it's everybody's to, to experience. And the microphones, I think, are getting wet. This is the, this is estuarine. And the water's coming in. <laughs> Protect the microphones. This is Sina Bazila Hickey reporting from Lisa Schonberg's field recording workshop at Ingalls Avenue Boat Launch in Troy.